What's going on, everyone? And welcome to Shooting the... Oh, yeah. What's going on, everyone? It's your bro host, Chris Ryans. And I'm kicking it here for Shooting the Poodoo with my partners, Dan from Broaxium. Yeah. What's up? And Tommy Puig from Star Wars Savage. Yo. What's going on, y'all? So, yo, we had a big weekend. Yeah. San Diego, San Diego Comic-Con. Giving and, us the uh, goodies. Yeah. And, and and you know, our, our, our homie there on the West Coast, Lucky Jerk, was able to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't go inside, but I walked around outside and got to see all the cosplayers. But, yeah, I was there for a little so bit. So, how was it? I was cool, man. I mean, I got to meet up with um, a few of uh, the podcasters from the Raw Live and Unedited Network. And you know, a bunch of cool guys. Shout out to them. Thanks for letting me hang out with y'all for a little bit. I was only there for like maybe, what, three hours? Three, four hours? I wasn't there that long. You were there for three hours more than I was, I'll tell you that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, some good cosplay. Oh, man. It's all over the place. All of, Everybody was uh, dressed up as, you know, their favorite characters. whole lot of butt cheeks hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going to... I'm. As soon as I start cosplaying, I want butt cheek hanging out. Like, you guys oh, are just gonna have to deal with it. Speak oh, for yourself. <laughs> oh. oh no. Um, so let's run down what we got because it's a lot. Like from San Diego, I, 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 I have to say that I'm a little ashamed of myself because I really wasn't on top of it like I should have been. But there was a few things that I saw and noticed. You know, once I looked at my phone. Um, we got a more in-depth look at the uh, the um, Sith Trooper, the armor yep. and everything. Um, yeah, it's uh, it kind of reminds me. I, I forget someone said, but I, I think it's like a mix between like the Death Trooper look and maybe some old Republic. I don't know. Kind of, I get Death Trooper when I look at this a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I see bit. Phase. Uh, what would it be Phase Three? For the clone troopers, like I see a bit of that there. Mm, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, first order troopers. Yeah, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I still think that they are like um, guarding whatever or wherever Palpatine's essence is is stored. Yeah, I still think here they're, they're for like a reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these guys are like real special. Yeah. You know what's gonna be great about these troopers is we're gonna get some comic book material out of it, like. Oh. We you know, once this movie's over, we're gonna get some sweet shit. I can't wait. Um, Speak, speaking of comic book stuff, mm. oh, oh man, yep. right? Oh my oh, god, man. we knew we were gonna get this. We knew we were gonna get this as really? soon as the friggin' like trilogy was coming to an end. We knew we were gonna start getting some Kylo Ren stuff and some nice yeah. to do yeah. than Charles Soul. Yeah, I mean, oh I was God. like, I was like, that's perfect. Like, I would love, like, I've always wanted some more expansion on Kylo Ren's character because we all can agree that he is the most complex uh, Star Wars villain that we've ever had. And yeah. the fact that Charles Soule is writing it, shit. Yeah, and like, you know, Tommy, um, you had me thinking when um, you made a post about the old Republic game and how that had like one of the most interesting twists in Star Wars since The Empire Strikes Back, right? Yeah, yeah. So 
I, I, I'm with you. I think it's a great game, great story. Dude who wrote that story, Drew Carpatian, I think is how you say it. Yeah. He wrote the Bane books. I always He's wanted him good. to. I, I want him to come back so bad. I do, but Charles, I feel like he gives me that feeling like with the dark side stuff and he's like yeah. he i feel like he's tapped into it just kind of like drew was like they just yep. know how to write about it and yeah. um the man. fact that we got such a deep dark side story with a lando calrissian story right i i thought yeah. was just just amazing and just the fact the way, that that yeah because he has a very like the way he he portrays and and does a storytelling like for Darth Vader, like you could just tell that he's very tapped into the Star Wars mythos. Like he has a very absolutely uh, a unique, well, not very. I'd say it's a unique perception and understanding of Star Wars and the dark side and the Force and the Sith. Uh, just you know the, the creation of Lord Moman and how he came back and what his obsessions were. Like it, it was just very fascinating. So like, what my dream is. And <laughs> I've been thinking about this like for the past couple of days. Let's say if we do go back into the old Republic era, if Charles Soule and Drew Carpitian could link up and create oh. some sort of storyline and, and, you know, just really just uh, make the meat of the story for any sort of old Republic, hopefully a movie or a set of movies, that would be a dream come true. Because they're both like back then it was for me, it was Drew Carpitian with the Darth Bane uh, trilogy of books, Darth Revan and the you know Revan story in the Cold Tour series, and oh, yeah. now it's Charles Soule with his story and backstory of Darth Vader and his his rise to power and how he came to be who he is uh, and how we see him in the original trilogy. So if they could link up and make a story, oh man, nerd rage! I would nerd rage. Yeah, all I mean, like I, I think about it right now. Is how you're just like really throwing out just. Like that's that's like I, I can't stand up now. Like I'm <laughs> thinking about it. Me neither. <laughs> I have the I can't stand up from this chair anymore. Yeah, that's a little too personal, homie. Just <laughs> you need to tell Richard to calm down. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, Charles has been able to tap into a lot of. Like first off, I think what we got we got the Lando books for uh, first. I think from him, and then we got the Obi Wan and Anakin series, right? Oh, yeah. And he got to dabble into the the whole relationship between Palpatine and Darth Vader, and then he got to do um, the the Vader series where he continues that relationship. Like this dude has been able to write so much backstory for like these beloved characters, and he's hitting hitting home runs, like killing it right now. So I I can't wait because Kylo. As me and Chris, and I, I believe, Tommy, you also agree that Kylo Ren is one of the most diverse characters that has been created in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. He's 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 so freaking... He's just amazing. I, I love his story. I love everything about him, his mindset. And I can't wait to see what Charles does with that. Oh, man. He has a lot to play with, so, yep. He's definitely going to go a, a direction with a story that I, I, you know, I have my, I have complete faith in him because this, you know, the whole Darth Vader comic series is just, uh, it's really at the top of my favorite among both legends and canon comic books. He does such a great job with it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it sucks like that we lost Chuck Wendig because yeah. um, he would have done really well. 
I think, with some Vader stuff. I liked his annual. Um, there was that little bit of continuity stuff, but it feels like I feel like Charles has now taken up that mantle of of like he's everybody's favorite right now, uh, and and he's got he's every reason to be because he's doing amazing work. Well, uh, the other thing that I'm really digging that I really can't wait to see is the um, <clears throat> that four part Star Wars Allegiance uh, comic. That's sort sort of I guess it's going to be in the same vein of the Shattered Empire. Uh, series that we got like before mm. the Force Awakens came out, so yeah, I'm real hyped to see where they go with this one. I'm glad that that um, there is this time a time gap between episodes, more storyline and, and connecting things, and, and and letting these characters go in these you know different directions and whatnot, and 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 uh, just just link everything up to the movies uh, proper. So yeah, I can't wait for this new series. So we, I, I mean, the Charles Soul thing, I knew right away. We got the other couple uh, series coming out. Uh, they talked about the I, novels uh, that are going to be coming out. Uh, let's see. What else was there? Um, oh, they showed the cover for uh, the Visual Dictionary. I always get these books when they come out. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got the Knight of Ren on the front. Yeah. Yep. What was your favorite drop out of everything? That, well, you that know came. me. I'm an action figure collector. So uh, seeing the, um, the Sith Trooper Black Series. I, I, I um I uh, need need that uh, in my in my life and on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, three of them if possible. Um, <clears throat> there were a couple of other uh, 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 San Diego Comic Con exclusives. Uh, there was a uh, like a black series uh, uh, Boba Fett of sorts that I thought looked really dope. There is also that uh, that multicolored that weird multicolored uh, Darth Vader figure that's done like the old uh, Kenner style from back in the day. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Did you see the um? Did you see the uh, animated Boba Fett pop? Yeah. San yeah, Diego yeah, Comic Con exclusive. I have, a, I have an addiction, and um, so I need that mm -hmm. in my life, as well as the Sith Trooper one. Need all of those. Gotta have them. Yeah, I mean, oh, your not, wallet must love not you. Not a friend right now. Does not <laughs> like me. Uh, you're, every time oh. something drops you're just like I'm looking so at sorry, the bank Mr. account Wallet. like i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i would have to say for me it is yeah. the charles soul stuff clearly and tommy yep <laughs> what about you that same um that's uh what i'm looking forward to the most out of any of the new content that was revealed at SDCC. Because uh, right now, I think, you know, Charles Soule is, uh, I'd say he's uh, among the, probably my favorite content creator for Star Wars right now. So yes. I think, yeah, Darth Vader, the whole Darth Vader series is my favorite comic series of, of everything produced right now as far as comics and I'd say even books. I think, you know, I like the, the Thrawn, um, the Thrawn book, but I would have to say, yeah, the Darth Vader comic series is uh, definitely tops it. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, it a lot more. Yep, I had Charles sign a couple of comic books for me at uh, Chicago. I you got know to what meet else him. Is coming out is the, really uh, cool. I guess you're going to do that yearly Halloween-ish <laughs> yeah, uh, awesome. style thing. Uh, the Star Wars Adventures comic has an, having another uh, Star Wars uh, Vader's Castle, like Tales from Vader's Castle uh, series is going to be coming out. Uh, with a few different stories, yeah. so I'm really looking forward to those. Uh, and I think it's more of like an anthology thing, just like the last one. So there's like a 
I know there's a Java story in this one and, and a few others. So, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be dope. So uh, let, me, oh, yeah. let me ask nice. you guys a question <clears throat> about our boy Qui-Gon Jinn. What do you think? Yeah, what do, what do you think if he would have survived Shoot. episode one and knowing what goes on with his master, with, with Count <clears throat> Dooku, do you think, and knowing that Qui-Gon is like the maverick that he is and kind of the free thinker and doesn't go along with everything that the council does, do you think that he would have joined Dooku? Whew, that's a good question. Um, oh, you want to go first, Dan? I might have to think about that one. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> um, so I, ta- I, I loosely talked about this with Chris. Yeah. But I didn't want to like give up everything that I was thinking about. I think um, no. I don't think I think Qui Gon was good enough. Like 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 Qui Gon, even though he was a free thinker and stuff, and he knew that there was, you know, the Jedi Order, you know, their dogma, everything, you know, what they. He he wasn't about it, especially all the stuff that they were carrying, like on with their tradition and how they weren't willing to change things um you know they were they were ended up making them blind he saw all of that and i feel like qui-gon would have sniffed that out i feel like qui-gon would have figured out and tried to find out who he was working for and you know and qui-gon wasn't a dark side guy never once in the in the, the dooku uh jedi lost or the Master and Apprentice when yeah. you got some... You got a little yeah. bit of uh, Qui-Gon in that Jedi Lost one. Yeah. But you got most of it Master and Apprentice, right? And he's he's good. Qui-Gon's good. Like, he never has that... Yeah. I, I, I just don't think he has it in him to use the dark side. I think he's a like a, a good person through and through. He just, as a real protector of peace, he sees people in need... And wants to do everything yeah. that he can, but he's bound by the code yeah, of the I've, Jedi. I've, just, I've always wondered about that. If that's like the the direction they that he would go if he were to have uh, survived. Um, yeah, in Qui Gon to me is, and I said this before in in different uh, uh, reviews we've done on on Quick Shots, is that to me he is what a Jedi should be. Like he's what I hope that these Skywalkers will be like. Wh- whatever this new Force sect is going to be called after uh, Rise of Skywalker, um, not, not so rigid. Or like the the way the Jedi was in um, the book you oh, hate right, so much, yeah. Dawn of the Dawn of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Like the legend stuff. I I enjoyed it, and they were they were practiced in both light and dark i mean they were they were inherently light but like they understood the dark they weren't afraid of it like jedi were they weren't locking it in some room down in the freaking basement yeah they view the dark side as um basically it's two sides to the same coin so right it had its place but it should not be predominant so that's uh definitely the jedi way whatever yeah, the Jedi. Yeah, that's right, Chris. Eat it up. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my, my take on um, Qui Gon. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I kind of yeah, I agree with uh, with Dan. Uh, I can't see him following 
uh, Dooku down a path toward the dark side. Because um, Qui-Gon was more so, um, yeah, he definitely was light side, but more so he was about letting the force itself guide him. Like, you know, in that, um, the, uh, his comic from, you know, the, was it, the, man, <laughs> it was a canon comic of Qui-Gon Jinn. It was from, you know, the, the Age Rep- of Republic, Republic, or, yeah. Republic era. Yeah. I forgot what oh, yeah. Was it Age of the Age of Republic? There you go. Yeah. So I read that one and, you know, it really ties in pretty nicely with how he is in Legends as well. He he pretty much just follows whatever the Force tells him or he lets the Force guide him uh, throughout his entire uh, his path. So it, I can't see the Force guiding him down a path towards specifically the dark side um, because the dark side, you know, just being affiliated with the dark side, it... it um, requires a certain set of uh, tenets and methodology that is just too cruel uh, it would be considered evil and that's just definitely not how Qui-Gon is so and you know Qui-Gon he, the way he is he I, like you said dad he would definitely sniff it out he would be able to sense deception or some sort of evil uh, behind um, what is going on with Dooku he could probably even sense that he's being deceived as well because uh, that you know that's how Sidious is. He's very deceitful. He's very good at uh, deceiving people and manipulating people. So uh, he would be able to sense your being that it's his master and you know a master and apprentice relationship. It is kind of like a parent and child. When you notice there's something wrong with your child or you notice there's something wrong with your parent, uh, you only you can notice certain things about them because you you know them that well. So. I could definitely see Qui-Gon going down the path of trying to help him out or trying to help him turn from what he's doing and go back down the path of uh, being guided by the force itself rather than selfishness or um, because you know that's how Dooku is he's very self-centered he's very prideful Uh, he's kind of like a take charge only I could do it type of dude Uh, so he could uh, I could definitely see him or even in the situation with Sidious uh, letting that ideology get to him and be like, you know, this is definitely how it, it needs to be done. This is the only way I can do it. Because his intentions were to overthrow Palpatine at one point uh, with the help of Asajj Ventress. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's the way I saw it. <laughs> I'm, under the, I'm under the influence that um, anyone can be seduced by the dark side. That's true. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one, Chris. I mean, I've I've been free from the dark side all the time. Yes, <laughs> it never affects me. Like the situation and what's going on, you know. Yeah, I I I just like out of every bit of material that we have seen from Qui Gon, like he tries to see everything from all angles, and I feel like Dooku was stuck. Like the way that we get to see Dooku grow, Absolutely. yeah, he had a yeah. disdain for the council, for the well, for the he, order, he heads and I lot. and Qui Gon you know, didn't. He was... Yeah, it did. Yeah, he did, and it and they annoyed him, but he didn't have that disdain that Master that like when you oh, oh, yeah, read yeah, was, um, Jedi Lost and stuff. And and even Master and Apprentice, but yeah. Jedi Lost, you got a lot of how he felt about the Order in that one too. Yeah, and and it's just like you know those. I keep referring to them because it's like 
two of the biggest like pieces of material we've gotten that's canon now that like we're getting good backstory on Dooku, like good backstory on him. And just Qui-Gon just never seemed to have that, that, that hate, like that he really just did not like the Jedi Order. And I think he just didn't know exactly how, and like Sereno and becoming the, the Count there was his way out. You yeah. know, finally, and and he had a and he and he had a reason to leave. So I I, I just think Qui Gon. I mean, Qui Gon might have left, but I think Qui Gon would have would have definitely figured things out. Like he would have sniffed out what was going on. Like he wouldn't have been down with with Dooku's freaking Force Lightning crap. He didn't. He was kind of weirded out by it the when he used it in front of him that one time in the master. I think he did in the book. Dooku used it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so let's let's so let's take that, and if he if he's going to get you know get hip to uh, get hip to Dooku's game, do you think that he's going to try to bring his master back, or is he going to have to take him out? And who do you think would come out on top of that conference? Dooku, yeah, Dooku yeah. would Dooku would definitely yeah. take Qui Gon out. Yeah, that dude's a monster. I mean, Dooku would have easily taken down Maul. And Qui Gon was like breathing heavily uh, there on uh, freaking Tatooine when he met him. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, Dooku took on uh, in 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 the span of like twenty minutes, took on Anakin, the chosen one, took on Obi Wan, probably the best saber uh, duelist next to next to uh, Mace Windu, and then he took on Yoda. And got away from all of them. That's a bad dude <laughs> right there. Obi- and, and, and he smacks around Savage Press like it's nothing. Don't even talk to me about Obi-Wan's moments with freaking Count Dooku. Dude gets the shaft every time. I'm sick of it. He doesn't even get like a sword swing in before he's got some stupid platform falling on him or he uh, second best swordsman he friggin' Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I get. I love Obi Wan. I just wanted him to get a little couple more swings in on uh, like a bigger character. I, I gets that. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. in, in the right. uh, Revenge of the Sith novelization, it kind of explains uh, a little bit more in depth. I know that's considered legends now, but um, it gives a little bit more explanation as to why Obi Wan was uh, his Force defenses were down because um, the style that he he was using. Um, the name i think it was sorosu form three four form three sorosu i believe it is uh but anyway he's like the mass the master of that lightsaber form um and that particular lightsaber form uh kind of calls for a more of a focus in your range of motion like the force guiding your range of motion because he was the master of that craft and it was a defensive form so being that his force defenses or his force power was being a little more isolated and concentrated on his uh, his sabercraft. Uh, it left him uh, kind of defenseless when it came to the Force. So that's why Dooku was e- easily able to just grab him with the Force and toss him. Huh. But yeah. Well, <laughs> let's tumble down this rabbit hole with Obi-Wan for one second. It, it, connects, it connects to the Qui-Gon thing. So you're saying if... Duke, you know, when, when like, um, if, if Qui-Gon was still alive, he would still be uh, Obi-Wan's master, maybe, 
either he would be teaching Anakin, right? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. at this point, he he would most likely be teaching Anakin. I'm trying to um, unravel this in my head for a second. Gotcha. Okay, so and we're, we're going to, we're going into what if territory. We're, well, this has been what if, right? So <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. So I mean, if if Qui Gon was still alive, found Dooku like like Obi Wan did basically, and found out about this stuff or whatever and um joined him left the jedi order right mm-hmm. would anakin have gone with him yeah yep. most likely you damn right he would have <laughs> yeah yeah he definitely would have not even I a mean, hesitation saw, yeah i mean we we saw in the uh was it the obi-wan age of republic or was it i think it was the obi-wan age of republic where uh uh, uh, you can see both Anakin and Obi Wan having issues with um, with their relationship, and Anakin not feeling like part of the Jedi Order and things like that. And he was there at an older age than but the other. Do you uh, think that the younglings were? But see, like you got to take your mindset out of that because that was when he was under Obi Wan's tutelage. Yeah. This is now ah, yeah, you're right. with yeah. Qui Gon's tutelage, so his mindset could have been completely different depending on the way Qui Gon brought him up. To, you know, like. Yeah. Obi-Wan, they were on some shifty ground together because Obi-Wan was brand new. He just was able to yeah. become a knight and he took on this burden basically because he loved his master, yeah. you know, and he yeah. and he told him he would do it and he had honor. Yeah. So if Qui-Gon would have done it, like if Qui-Gon was his master right from the be- right from the rip, we could have gotten a completely different Anakin, but you know, he would have already been taught in the way that you know like like the way Qui-Gon thinks and he probably definitely would have walked with him. Yeah he probably would have rolled out with him Yeah, I'm, I'm sure of it yeah But man just Less to see that I would I am so curious the kind of Anakin Skywalker we would get under the tutelage of uh, Qui-Gon Jinn that would be that would be super interesting. Like, like if someone were to make a comic book, like alternate universe, kind of like uh, the, the Superman Red Sun stuff, like the you series know? from Legend. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, it'd be so cool if they kind of dabbled into a little bit of that stuff. Yeah. Like, I know they. I mean, a lot of things will still stay the same because Order sixty six is still happening. Uh, the Empire is still going to happen at some point. You know, depending on, like, if 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 Qui Gon goes along with with Dooku, along with Anakin, I think at that point. I think the Emperor's uh I think he's a done deal at that point. I think they 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 team up and take him out. And maybe rule the galaxy or something or, or, or have like a split kind of thing where the CIS is on one side and the Republic's on the other side kind of thing. I don't know, man. Like it's a tough one. It's a tough one. The brother. more we got to see out of Palpatine though, like like his sis sort like his sorcery capabilities and like yeah. really how much that dude was dabbling in the dark side and how powerful he actually yeah. was. Like you don't think he would have sniffed out some of that stuff, like treachery? Yeah, right. I mean, he's like, yeah, because, yeah, he's always like fifty steps ahead of yep. everyone. He's like, he's like super Batman, yeah, always universe and whatnot. You know, I mean, of course, he survived all these years, and we're, we'll we'll get him in some shape or form in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's coming up too, man. I feel like it's just like out of nowhere. It's going to be friggin' December, and the rise of Skywalker is going to be like, like we're just not going to shut up about it. No, I don't know. As long as he's not in a physical sense, I hope that he is still like an essence kind of thing, and not so much like back. Unless they do something like we said before, like the Lord Moment. Yeah, that was kind of my theory with the the whole Lord Moment thing. 
Because, uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, okay, so I'll, I'll just go over my theory right now. <laughs> uh, so basically, I, if you remember in The Force Awakens, uh, when Kylo Ren is in his chamber and he has the mask of Darth Vader right in front of him. <clears throat> yeah. If you remember what he said to it, he said, show me again, grandfather. Yeah. Right. Oh, that, yeah. That's powerful. So that is an implication that he was shown before by this whatever, whoever is in this mask or whoever talked to him from this mask. Because I can't see him... You know, Kylo Ren doesn't seem like the type of person that will have voices in his head. I mean, he is crazy, but he doesn't seem like that type of crazy. Like, he just seems uh, emotionally yeah, unhinged, you know. Uh, he is dark side, he is evil or whatnot, but I wouldn't consider him uh, insane to the point where he's hearing voices. Right. So. He's just, he's damaged. Yeah, he's I think. damaged. Yeah, he's not like- emotionally, mentally damaged, so that that's basically what he's, yeah. tra- he's conveying uh, with his character. So. Yeah, with with that part, I was really thinking. About, I was like, "Show me again, show me again." Like, just uh, grammatically, <laughs> it's just it, that's what it is. It's an implication that he was shown before the, the dark side by this mask. So my thinking is that when Palpatine was thrown into the reactor core and returned the Jedi, that explosion was not only just an explosion, but it was a spirit rushing up into yeah. the face of yes. Vader, which was looking down into the core. And we can kind of see like his, uh, we, like some sort of energy going into the mask. If you watch Return of the Jedi, there is a bit of like yep. energy swirling about on the mask. And I think that's Palpatine transferring his essence into the mask. And that's Bruh. who Bruh, Kylo, we're... Yeah. We are on the same page with that. I was saying that in a uh, podcast that we did, uh, Unrefined Bro Action, that we did uh, last week that should be out hopefully this nice. week. Um, uh, yeah, I think the same thing is we were talking about the Sith Troopers and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, I think that they're guarding his essence. But because, like, you know, when when, when uh, Kylo Ren is talking to that mask and he's saying, like, show me, you know, show me grandfather. Like, I, I can feel myself slipping towards the light again. Show me, you know, the dark side and all yeah. that. Um and and you know you watch Return of the Jedi, you can, you know that uh, Vader had his redemption. He's back as Anakin Skywalker. Why thirty years later would he be like, you know, I'm, I'm back on my evil shit? <laughs> right? Yeah. Let me show my grandson how to do it like I did. Yeah. You're like, why would he do yeah, that? Exactly. So, so yeah, someone's talking yeah. to him. And Kylo doesn't and know. And I think that, that he doesn't know what his mouth yeah. sounds like. Know what it's talking about. It sounds yeah. Like. yeah. Um. It, 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 so yeah. So that's why I think Palpatine. I'm sorry, uh, Snoke. Is Palpatine's puppet? Yeah, and he's manipulating that boy. Oh, that I'm saying that boy. He's thirty. <laughs> uh, manipulating, uh, you know, Kylo Ren, and you know, we know that he's been, in, you know, like like you were saying before, he's been in some Sith uh, sorcery and and whatnot. We see that in Rebels yeah. and and you know from the books and things like that. So yeah, yeah, um, that would make all the sense that that's you know the way that they're going to mm-hmm. go with this. And if it's not. I'm anxious to see where they go with it if it's not in that direction. Yep, definitely. Yep. Yeah. It's uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. This one, this last one, like I I, I loved so much it flipped me right up on my head. And now now to see this all come together and just like it, it just brought a whole new like just 
kick like right to the boys like oh my god palpatine <laughs> how are they gonna uh, that's like the whole time i'm just like what like how, how is this all gonna get thrown together and and it all seems like it all makes perfect sense to us right like yeah like this seems to be the only way but like what if it's not <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm like where where could they go with it and, and no matter where they go with it you know nine times out of ten i'm gonna be like oh yeah cool all right that's that's dope you know i'm not gonna be so beholden to my you know theory yeah, exactly. or my view or whatever that it's gonna ruin my enjoyment yeah or anything like that of like what they do with it yeah that's definitely my stance like I, I mean i just said my theory but if that doesn't happen at all like in any shape or form i'm not gonna be mad <laughs> yeah. i mean that's just that's just me like theory crafting and letting my imagination run wild uh you know and i'm not gonna be like oh well they didn't use my idea and then walk out the theater that'd be stupid you know <laughs> like, this is dumb yeah how uh, dare y'all not use my ideas but I'm i need genius. to go back in and see it again <laughs> one more yeah one more time um Said some more yeah i mean it, this this i feel like this last one it's gonna be the one that i'm like going to the theater every day to see so i can just like experience the last saga movie like as much as i can before it's not in the theater yep yeah. and um that's all right because we got all kinds of star wars coming out uh and oh, i yeah. know like you, you know, i know everyone just saw at uh at, at san diego that Marvel's got seventy six thousand movies coming out between now and uh, twenty twenty two, I think. Um, what do you guys think of Star Wars going in that direction? I personally, you know me, I could use a movie every two weeks, a new movie every two weeks. <laughs> but um, but realistically, I would say two a year. Two a yeah, year. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna have to uh, respectfully disagree. Um, you're, you're insane. <laughs> because now I, I just I think like the large movie productions. I like that we get this this like friggin' burning like want to see it, and it just makes us like want to talk about it more and more and more. So like more, you want more of an like, and, and I can I agree. I honestly I can agree with that. Um, but see, like I would say no more than two. Like if I were gonna like, say no more than two one a year is still fine by me right but i mean like um, see we're gonna be getting like everything in between though like these right these periods Books. of time like we're not gonna be st starving for just this one thing like right while we're waiting for this movie to come out you know we're gonna have the tv series and uh, maybe an animated show and some comic books and <laughs> novels <laughs> it's like yeah. holy crap like there's there's never gonna i feel like with all of this stuff coming out, we're never going to be bored and yeah. like just waiting for one thing. I was about to say, don't even say fatigue. <laughs> wow. No. No. And I mean, like, even with the, the abundance of Star Wars content out there now, like all of the, the like in every form you can think of, right? Like, you don't need all of it. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I have not touched, like in the in the novel areas. Not, not like a lot, but there's, you know, it's not like I'm reading all the junior stuff and all of the, like everything like that. You know, like I I pick and choose what I want to read and right. it doesn't necessarily shape my understanding of how things work in the Star Wars universe. Like 
if I need to know something about someone, I'll go look them up, like look it up and learn. But you know, you don't have to guess, consume it all. Yeah, and I would guess like that Marvel formula or format works strictly for Marvel because I mean they're not going to have. I mean, granted, yes, there are Marvel comic books in the Marvel universe, but it's not um, a continuation or an extension of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they need to have those movies where it's, you know, like three a year, four a year or something like that. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you got to think of the, you know, just time and and how we all age (laughs) and as much as they can digitally enhance everything like that, like these people, they sign on like, you know, want to move on to other areas of their career. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't keep them forever. They try. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's the, the, the Marvel thing is a whole other entity in its own, man. Yeah. That's another beast. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think congratulations it, to Avengers Endgame and all Marvel. You know, this is a, a success for all, all of Nerdum. You know, Avengers Endgame is now mm-hmm. the number one movie, uh, top grossing movie ever. It beat Avatar? It beat Avatar, man. Yeah. Like, just, uh, I think yesterday yeah. or something. Was that because they did that re-release? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, Avatar re-released three did, times. Did... <laughs> oh, okay. It did. It, it, yeah. That is true. That is true, yeah. So. All right. Well, win. then, that's not, it's fair game. <laughs> huh. Wow. I, that, you know... My brother kind of um, made me think, like, I loved Endgame. It was great. I mean, such a freaking, just, like, so many, this is such fangasm, you know? Like, it was so many amazing scenes where it was just like, oh, my God, like, I can't handle this. <laughs> but Infinity War was like my Empire Strikes oh, Back. It was good. You know, it just ended on that down note. Spider-Man turns the dust in Tony Stark's arms. It was so good. Ah. I think I think the difference though is that, you know, for you know, for Empire, like for me, when I was like I, as a kid, I was like, oh, I didn't know that if Han was going to come back and what what kind of condition would he be back in. Nowadays, I'm like, you know, as when when I remember watching uh, uh, Infinity War in the theater, and when um, <laughs> when Black Panther turned to turned to like leaf dust or whatever it is when you know when he did the snap, and some people got mad and got up and left out the theater. <laughs> I was like, you know, he's signed for like four more movies. <laughs> Have a seat. He, he, it's gonna be all right. He, he, he'll be back. I promise. <laughs> they just announced Black Panther two. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, you ain't killing my boy. Get the hell out of here. Everyone gets up out of the freaking theater. Chris is like, what the hell, man? What are you guys, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Marvel's about making that money. He'll be back. I promise you, he will be back. He's one of like, um, he's one of my favorites, because like, he doesn't have that accent normally, right? The accent he no, plays, he does not. right? No, no, he does not. He does not talk like that all the time. <laughs> like, I think he didn't. No. I think I even read something that he like learned it for the movie. Like, he didn't. Yes. He wasn't even part of his like repertoire, you know? Uh, no, no. You as an actor, you have to learn how to do these accents for the movies. <laughs> oh man don't make me i'll start doing peter griffin oh crap <laughs> oh, you like star wars there yeah <laughs> oh come on chewbacca 
And uh, on that note, yeah. <laughs> now we're just going off the trail here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I think that was a uh, a great discussion, Chris, on on the uh, the Qui Gon thing. Like, what ifs are fun to play with, you know? Like, and and the rabbit hole you can go down because it's like you're you're creating an ultimate an alternate timeline, yeah. and you can just stack on like the what ifs, like with the whole Anakin thing. Like, how would he have turned out? It was a I really liked it. I, I didn't know exactly how far we could have gotten into that, but man, Qui-Gon could have really been a, a big change for a lot of things in, in the war. Like, here's, here's one more quick one. Yeah. With, with Qui-Gon. What if somehow everything that happened, you know, in, you know, in canon and continuity happened and Qui-Gon was able to come back and see everything that happened? Like if he, I mean, if he, well, of course he has already through the force. I wonder if he feels like, oh crap, I said a couple of shitty things in motion. Whoops. Sorry <laughs> about that, everyone. You know, with uh, with Anakin and whatnot. I wonder if he would. Like, I'm oh, sure man. he did. Yeah, yeah but I see, just, see, like once, that, I think like once. Do you remember, ahead, like in uh, episode two, uh, when he's on Tatooine to look for his mom, um. And he, you know, he finds his mom, you know, and then obviously he's enraged and whatnot. So he gets out of the, out of the Tuscan Raider tent, lights his lightsaber, and you can actually hear Qui-Gon say, no, Anakin, no. So like, yeah, he was trying to speak to him through the force. So, but of course, Anakin was not having it. He wanted to, I slaughtered them all. Will you marry me? That's how you got to talk to the lady. <laughs> the women and children. We should get married. Because that's romantic, right? They were animals and I slaughtered them like animals. I love you. They're dead. <sighs> All of them. Every single one of them. You know, so I was thinking, you know, maybe you and me, you know what I'm saying? Go down the- Go down the cantina, you know what I'm saying? Give me a little, little candlelit. Baby girl. <laughs> Baby girl. Oh, my God. Uh, what a dysfunction. You know what? That could be maybe another topic. I feel like we would need a... Um, maybe if we could get V in on an episode so she can get on the other side of the story on like their toxic relationship. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would yeah. be a good discussion maybe for next she, time. She would, yeah, V would rip that all up. Yeah. It'd be dope. It would be good. So if you're listening to this, V... We're inviting you to come on Shoot the Poodoo to talk about a topic That's that right. I think you would be incredibly helpful with. Anyway, Absolutely. guys, I think we uh, we really hit it pretty well tonight. Tommy, you had some uh, fourth wall. You're breaking the fourth <laughs> wall. Technical issues, but sound great now and everything came out perfect. So thanks for listening, everybody. I think we got to give our info, though. Tommy, you want to go first? Yes, sir. I am the Star Wars Savage. You can catch me on Facebook and Instagram by those names. I also have my own podcast, which is kind of on hiatus right now until I can improve my my craft. <laughs> so that's called the Revenite Podcast, also on Facebook and Instagram. We're Tommy's prototype. <laughs> We're here to help, brother. We're here to help. <laughs> um, Chris, why don't you tell... Everyone about Bro Axiom. Well, you can catch Bro Axiom on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. All over the place <laughs> under that name, Bro Axiom. 
Uh, me personally, you can catch me at Chris Ryan's at uh, at Chris Ryan's on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram is R Y O N S. Please don't make that mistake and put an A in there. Um, and yeah, yeah. How about you, Dano? So stay on target. Forty two is my um, my tag for all of my public stuff. Um, I mean, even my Snapchat. Don't send me weird stuff. All right. Uh, Too late. But yeah, uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. I'll, obviously, you can get me at Broaxium. And um, you can also get me at dansolo at broaxium.com. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's it for another episode of Shooting the Poodoo. Yeah. Oh, man. This was uh, this was good. San Diego was great. Can't wait to do it again, boys. Yeah, D23 coming up. Can't wait for that. Ooh. Cannot wait. Oh, hopefully we get that Mandalorian trailer. We got to do a, a little Ooh. reaction to that. Yeah. I, yes, I definitely. Maybe we could even get in like a 15 minute like hype clip. <laughs> like if we could all get on the phone for like 15 minutes and just throw something out there. Who good. knows? <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, totally. All right. Let's send this take, one out. All right, take us out, Dan. May the force be with you. <laughs>